All right. That's the fade in. <laughs> so listen, before we get started, you brought up an actually good subject that I've actually probably never talked about before, but the whistling of a nose. <laughs> My nose was whistling. No, no, no. It, I, I'm glad you said that because I couldn't tell you how many times I'll be sitting there by myself and I'll be breathing and I'll hear this little whistle. And I'll be like, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. And and you and so you try to blow your nose, and that doesn't fix it. You try to breathe through one side and block it. It does. It seems like if you get the whistle, the nose whistle going on, it's actually you can look it up on the internet. It's a big thing when your nose actually and you're breathing. And <laughs> so that's what you did after you realized your nose was whistling. You I googled it. I googled nose whistling, <laughs> and it, I'm not kidding you. You can Google it. it and, and, in case I'm sure there's a po- <laughs> couple thousand of them that are listening that are saying, you know what, my damn nose mis- whistles also. I don't know what it is. Is it when you have, I don't know, your sinuses are wrong or something in your nose, whatever the case is. Parametric pressure. But it's Ooh. it's actually annoying because you're like, are people hearing that? <laughs> you know, it almost sounds like a flute. It's like a little, like a high pitched flute. All right. Anyways, trucking. Trucking. DL. <laughs> So, so we do have uh, some things to talk about today. Our main topic today is going to be when truckers attack truckers. Isn't that something? That's just something. And we'll, we're going to get into that. But first, I got a couple things. I've got an announcement to make. It's kind of a, it's it's like a teaser. Because yesterday, I'll give you I'll give you the first part of it. Yesterday, CDL Life, and I think Trucker News and a couple other trucking news places, they announced that. The vaccination manda- mandate was going to be in effect that truckers were not going to be exempt from it. Mm-hmm. And, and I got a letter sent to me by a trucking company a couple hours ago. And I should send it to you, but I'll just read it. I'm Let me read this to you. This just came in. It says, Dear ATA members, which is the American uh, Trucking Associations. Mm-hmm. It says, We have... Outstanding news to share this morning regarding the vaccine mandate emergency. Temporary standard ETS that OSHA released yesterday. It says, we have received uh, indications that the senior department of labor officials that the exemption for employees who exclusively work, here's the key word, outdoors, or remotely, which is a trucker, and have minimal contact with others indoor, does, okay, it says, does exempt solo truck drivers. So it's saying, now listen to this. It says, from the mandate, furthermore, Labor Secretary Marty Walsh is on record saying so. ATA will continue to advocate for the broader workforce as well. Now, it says, while, th- while we com- complete our due diligence, can't read right now because I'm, anyways, it says, while we are trying to complete our due diligence to confirm this fact through official channels, this appears to be a major victory for ATA and our membership. This is a result of our pressure campaign during the rulemaking process and all your help as ATA drafted our comments and strategy. We continue to believe that OSHA 
is using an extraordinary authority unwisely and applying it across all industries at an arbitrary threshold of 100 employees in a way that fails to take into account the actual risks. ATA will continue to consider potential legal action to protect all segments of our workers from this misguided mandate. We will be back in touch with you shortly regarding official confirmation from the Department of Labor and updated tool kit uh, to use for your workforce and our next steps. So here's what it comes down to. It's confusion because less than, well, maybe 24 hours ago, everybody's announcing that trucking is not going to be um, exempt. You are going to have to get the vaccine. And then today, this outstanding letter comes from the ATA saying, nope, you're not going to have to because of the rules. And this, uh, what was what was Marty Walsh? He worked in Congress. What, what was his title? Secretary of Labor, isn't he? Secretary of Labor saying that and or confirming all this. So I, I think the vote is still out. It remains to be seen. Who knows? Do you have something over there? Well, what I have is kind of what everybody was posting about, stating that the drivers are not um, exempt from it um, unless they are strictly outdoors, have minimal contact. But they're saying the trucking industry didn't have an exempt on that. But um, they said that something like 2,500 or 2,600 fall into that category, but not enough. The only thing that, that... I'd seen that you didn't mention is that the vaccine is now needed by January 4th versus December 8th when it was originally. But I did see that it was stating that they're going to be doing some more investigating and more information, um, weekly testing and something like OSHA's requiring the companies that have fully vaccinated drivers to keep copies of their vaccines and make notes of, I mean, it's, it's kind of getting a little asinine on how much they want to do for this particular thing. It'd be one thing if it's, if it stopped it completely where you would not get any effect whatsoever. I could see them wanting to push this, but the fact that it doesn't stop COVID period, that it just lessens it. I don't understand, you know, we're seeing the decline in everything now as it is just because of the fact that it's starting to wear itself down. Everybody's building immunities. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just, in my opinion, I'm just going to give you my opinion. I don't care if, if you're for the vaccination or you're for, you know, ref, being yeah, able to Whether you are it. or not, it doesn't matter to us. We don't care. Right. I, your opinion is your opinion. I respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's exciting news for those that feel that some people have the right to say I I want to be able to dictate what goes in my body. Okay, that is just the pure fact. So, mm-hmm. at the same time, to me, you know what I believe. I believe I have the right to choose whatever mm-hmm. I want to do. Not not the right to. I don't think I have the right. Or I don't. I don't think I should be have a gun to put at my head and, and tell me I have to do this or do that. So, again, you know, opinions fly. There's a, a good percent of truckers even out there that feel that you got to get vaccinated, and there's a big percent of them that think I, I'll. Qu-. In fact, they, there's a uh, an article I read that said if if they do this, 
they're expecting upwards of 37% of today's trucker to say, screw you, I'm out of trucking, I'm just not going to drive anymore. Because, well, we see doctors and nurses that are refusing the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, truckers, you know, they're people too. They don't want to be pushed around. They want the, they want to keep their rights. And, you know, that's really what our country was founded on rights um, because in other countries where most of us came from, we had no rights. So I guess it'll, we'll see how it plays out. I'm, I'm, I'm really just not into, I don't want to start a big controversy and tell you what I think. I just, I just think that, uh, it's getting, it's heating up. And, uh, like you said, it's pushed back. What it was December 15th. It was, I think December 8th originally. And yeah. now they pushed it to January 4th that everybody has to be vaccinated. It, it's going to be interesting if something doesn't happen to halt the deadline where companies, because the fine they said is like $14,000 per person. So it's going to be interesting to see what January 5th looks like or it's January 6th or 7th. Yeah, give them that week to get all the data together. Right. If if they don't stop this to see these big fines or to see the big landslide of people quitting, or maybe everybody just says, screw it and gets the vaccination. I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, you good with that? Yeah. All right. Well, how about before we go on to our next segment, we mentioned one of our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by National Carriers. National Carriers is located in Irving, Texas, and they are looking for lease purchase and company drivers, students, solos, teams, regional runs, all that stuff. They have great benefits, the best equipment. Pick up the phone today and call them at 888-311-7076. That's 888-311-7076. Tell them Talk CDL sent you over. Yeah, give our sponsors a call. Ruthann, so here's what we got next. This is kind of crazy stories. I'm just looking around and I find this stuff. I'm still stuck on the fact that you Googled nose whistling. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> just what, was that show? what was that show called? That, um, was it the dude from, was it, uh, what's that guy's name that played on um, that 70s show? The main guy. The tall kid. What was his name? He was like really popular at one time. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, and he didn't. He, he wasn't the main guy on nope. it, but yeah, he was one of them. Okay, whatever, whatever he was. He didn't he have a show? Was he the guy that? Oh no, it wasn't his show. I was somebody had a show. No, he did have Ashton Kutcher had a show with. I think it was MTV. It was Punked. Oh yeah, is punk. that what you're thinking? No, but I'm not thinking of Punk. Okay, well. punk, I thought Punk was pretty cool. Um, but no, uh, this dude had a, sh a show on where they would Google like two names, and then whatever came up, they would. Show the videos, you know what I mean? It was oh, um, you're talking about uh, it did have a weird name, it may even still be on. It's not impossible, but it's something, something like that. But, anyways, man, if, now you, if got you think me thinking about it, if you think about it, you can announce it, anyways. So, that's all, that's all I did. And check this out. I'm gonna, I may read this to you. I don't even know how to start this segment. Just some of these drivers. I'm going to point out a couple things. We're going to be talking about truckers attacking truckers later. Now we're going to talk about truckers that got a couple DUIs this week in the news. But what I'd like to tell everybody out there, you know, I believe in the brotherhood of trucking. I believe if you can stop to help your brother, if he's broke down, 
okay? Meeting each other at truck stops, riding together. You know, I, I, I believe the community actually is getting stronger. Although some of your negative guys out there will say, you know, it's bullshit. There's no more brotherhood. Well, I see it. I do see it. But what I'm going to, the, the drivers that I'm about to talk about, I, I don't consider them part of the brotherhood of trucking. You know, if, you, if, if you're going to be honestly attacking other truck drivers in, at truck stops or whatever the case is at what we're going to read in a little while, I, that's just not the brotherhood of trucking. If you're going to be the opposite of what the brotherhood is about. The brotherhood is about loving your brother, taking care of each other, being out there trucking. So with that, with, with that being said, I would just tell everybody, you still got to watch your back when you're out there. And we're going to get into that here in a second. But let's talk about these guys first. Listen to this. It says, after officers ruled out medical issues, they arrested William Wright for DUI. Wright was seen on video driving a semi-truck hauling 9,000 gallons of gasoline while intoxicated. (laughs) It says, police suspect opioids. Wright drove into an oncoming lane. At, it was, they were going slow, but he drove into this oncoming lane. I actually watched it. And he ran right into an SUV head-on and, you know, pretty much destroyed the SUV. Well, when the cops came, witnesses actually said that the guy was actually sitting in his truck nodding off. It looked like he was falling asleep. And that's why I started off by saying after they ruled out medical mm-hmm. because they wanted to make sure this guy wasn't having a medical issue because, right. you know, sometimes a truck driver does wreck, you know, over medical issues. Right, sugars or something like that. They didn't know about most of the time. It's it's unknown medical conditions that yeah. are brought aware of them. Exactly. Heart, or like you said, maybe a little sugar coma. Di- what is it? Diabetic coma. Okay, so anyways, here's a guy nodding off at the wheel, all stoned. I don't know what actual opioid he was on, but if it was strong enough to make him... If you've seen the video, you'd be like, wow, look at that guy. But anyways, almost 80,000 pounds... You're like this bomb going down the road. Yeah. You know, it's just gasoline now. And you go into the head-on. And just imagine if it would have been a faster lane. They, they didn't look like they were moving but 20 miles an hour. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. If it was more on a, on a maybe 45 or 55 or even an interstate, mm-hmm. I understand that. So what do you think about that article? I think he should be tarred and feathered. So, but I, I do think it's horrible. I think that... that I don't know. I just, I just don't think drivers should. I mean, I understand certain pain medications are opioids. I understand mm-hmm. that. I think that maybe if you have to take them, take them at night when you know you're going to be sleeping, but you cannot, I don't think you can, I really don't think you should drive and. You can't be on any. Right. Any, any, any opioids to right. begin with as a driver. So right. how he got them and, and yes, they do make you tired. You know, because when I had a tooth extracted and stuff, I know I've had to be on them. They do make you tired. They want to make you sleep. So for him to just take them, if a driver, if someone's taken them for a long time, though, I don't think they have the same effect because their body's like adapting to them. Well, maybe he just started because they said he was really loopy. Yeah. But, you know. Or he took way too many. I was actually talking to a truck driver the other day, and we got into the conversation of opioids. Mm. It's, it's ironic that, that this is being reported right now. And he told me that he is on, I think it was Tramadol. It was a mild one, either Tramadol or whatever the next level up is. 
But uh-huh. but anyways, I said to him, I said, dude, you you can't be on narcotics. He goes, no, it's doctor prescribed. I go, well, all <laughs> opioids are doctor prescribed unless you're getting them off the street. <laughs> but you you cannot be on a narcotic and drive a tractor trailer. It's literally there is absolutely zero tolerance for that at all. I don't even think there's an exemption. I don't think for so. anybody that's like needing the needing it for pain medicine. I don't think. And at all, you're allowed to have any kind of a narcotic in your body at all. No, and I, I, what I mean is when I said about, you know, taking them, and sometimes, you know, if you go for a procedure, most of the time, you know, you still have a couple of days. You're, you're able to go and function and do things. Like when, we, when I had my tooth pulled, you know, you have to, you could still take, they only give you like seven, like a seven day or something like that. Like there's only so many days they give it to you. So you can return to work, but you still have that for pain. Those drivers, I don't think they're realizing they still need to report that they're on this or just not take it. And if they are a truck driver that has it, they should, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to go and have this procedure done. The doctors, when they're getting to prescribe it, the driver can say, I'm a truck driver. I can't have that type of medication. And they will give something different, like, you know, prescription strength, ibuprofen and something else. You know, there's other medications that they can have. You just have to let your your doctor know, I'm a professional truck driver. I cannot have something like that to go, I don't know, what is it, like a stage, like they, a levels, they, they say that they are. These doctors know that. They don't need to to question that type of how do I do it type of thing. Yes, I agree with you. Um, do you remember when we first met way back in the day? Yeah. And I was driving truck trailer. Yeah. And and I had like a crazy toothache. Speaking yeah. of, and I and you and you're like here, take one of these, and it was like you had this Tylenol three or whatever that uh-huh. had been prescribed to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm in. I remember specifically, I was driving for Great Coastal, and I was coming across 68 there in uh, West Virginia, and I had just gone into Maryland, and. Uh, <laughs> I remember, you know, I'd taken these while I was driving and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this is weird the way I feel. And I pulled into that truck stop and I said, hey, what, <laughs> what's that damn pill you gave me? And you're like, it's a Tylenol 3. I'm like, well, I feel really weird. And that's when you told me, yeah, it's a narcotic. I'm like, well, I'm driving a tractor trailer. Hello. What are you doing to me here? And so um, I pulled into that truck stop there on, on 68, Interstate 68. And I'll never forget, it's at the top of a hill, and I called dispatch, and I said, hey, I am really sick. I am going to bed, and when I when I get up, I'll finish this load, so you better tell them it's going to be late. I literally called them and said that, and I went to bed, and I, I didn't wake up till the next day. And literally, I was like, oh, my gosh, that was crazy. I, I could have got into an accident, or I could have, you know, failed the damn drug screen. You know, it could have been all over for me. Luckily, as soon as I realized... I was just a dumb kid. You know what I mean? I did not know. Yeah, I didn't. What, I wouldn't have done it either. Because when you said Tylenol 3 back then, I remember thinking, oh, it just must be a bigger dose of Tylenol. That's all I thought it was. And here it's Tylenol with a twist or a, or a, uh, a little spunk, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> spunk. Yeah. But anyways, hey, listen, real quick. Uh, one more. We just wanted to whip out the... So we'll, we'll call him Driver of the Week, and we'll, and we'll say this next guy ties with him. It says White Plains, New York on November 4th. That was yesterday at approximately 8.10 a.m. Now listen, this is in the morning. State police responded 
to a report of a rollover crash on Interstate 287, which is the big um, half circle goes around Jersey and New York. It says, in the city of White Plains, a preliminary investigation revealed a 2020 Peterbilt tractor trailer was traveling westbound near exit 8 when it, uh, when it crossed all three westbound lanes and struck the uh, center guardrail. It says the tractor trailer then overturned and dumped a load of rock debris all over the roadway, blocking all westbound lanes and the left and center eastbound lanes. So he was blocking like the entire interstate. It says the driver, Billy Robinson, 55, of Inwood, New York, was uninjured and was found to be intoxicated. He was taken into custody transport it and process that SP Tarrytown where his blood alcohol content was determined to be 0.24, which is like double the legal limit. Actually more than double, double and a half. It says Robinson was charged with aggravated driving while intoxicated and unclassified misdemeanor. He was turned over to a sober third party and released. Uh, and it says on appearance tickets returnable to the city of White Plains Court, November 19th. So, I don't know what to say to these guys. I mean, listen, if you're now... I've said this before. We've talked about DUIs like a year or two ago, and my advice is the same. Guys, if you have a drinking problem and you have a Class A CDL, I'm going to tell you this right now, because, Ruthann, to me, the only guy that would get in a tractor trailer and drive it drunk is somebody that can't can't stay away from alcohol. Mm-hmm. Would you not agree? I mean, I would agree. Yeah, you got anybody with their 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 the right sense in their brain would be like, whoa! If I get in there, I'm going to be you know in a lot of trouble. Blah blah blah. Well, to me, the same kind of category, like you're being drunk and and driving a tractor trailer is it's just like playing Russian roulette, right? Would yes. you would you feel comfortable with the teacher that teaches your children? having, I don't know, an anger issue, a felony for battery or um, a sexual crime against him, you wouldn't. Now, I know drinking is not the same as a sexual crime, but it's still a life-threatening thing when you're driving down the road and you're chancing everybody's life around you. You have to look at it as the same perspective. Would I appreciate someone treating my family this way because that's what you're doing is you're treating everybody else's family like you care less whether or not they are alive or not alive what kind of mourning they're going to do any of that yeah when you jump in a truck you have no courtesy for everybody around you 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 literally don't so here's my advice i just want to give out a little advice guys call me if you have to or call and get some help but i'm going to tell you a little secret I couldn't tell you, every year we report on a trucker that gets at least 50 to 75 years in prison mm-hmm. because he was wasted and he wipes out a bunch of people. We've we've had stories on every year, mm-hmm. probably since we've been here five years or something like that, maybe mm-hmm. six years. And a- at least once a year we report on some crazy story of some dumbass. And I'm going to call you a dumbass because you're a dumbass if you get in a vehicle wasted that much. Because you got to, in life, you come to choices, in, in your life, in everybody's life, you come to choice and you got to say to yourself, what's more important, the choice in my right hand or the choice in my left hand? And for you to get in a, a tractor trailer and go, well, I got to pay my bills and, and, and I got I to gotta, you know, make sure I'm feeding my family. Well, if you say that's more important, okay, then, then getting in a tractor trailer 
okay, or, or then not getting an attractive trailer wasted, well, then you're not understanding really how to make the right choice. So here's my advice. Get help. You would be better off losing your job right now mm-hmm. and, 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 and getting fired because you refuse to go to work. And you'd be better off losing your house. This is the truth. You'd be better off losing your house and everything. Now, if your wife is the right kind of person, she'll stand behind you on this decision. And you guys are going to have to go through a tough time. But let me tell you something. What's going to be tougher? If I have to report that you just got 50-plus years in prison because you wiped out a family and you were DUI, I promise you your family ain't going to get fed by you anymore because making license plates is about 10 bucks a week or 20 bucks a week is all the state pays you. It's not much. It's so, not only that, but they'll be... You, they won't see you anymore. You just lost that relationship with your family. That's right. If, if you go away for 50 years, I promise you, somebody else is going to be calling your kid's daddy, and so is your wife going to be calling somebody else daddy. And, and I'm guaranteeing it. That's not a joke. No. Well, maybe it's a little joke, but it's the truth. It's a truth one. So, like I said, you would be better right now losing everything and getting your ass help and getting off the shit before you lose it all and have to marry some guy named Bubba someday because at 50 years, I promise you, that's going to be your only damn relationship. And you are going to regret it. There's, I can I can pull these names out, Ruthann. That dude, what was his name? Oh, man, I, I knew it so well. The guy that did like the margarita shots. And, uh, I don't remember what his name but, is but right he now. Went, in fact, he, he actually caused a trucking company to close down over it. Yeah. They, what were they called? Green? Green Tree. Green Tree up there in uh, Minnesota. Literally, you can look this stuff up. We're not making it up. You guys would, you guys will be so much laying there in a cell going, why didn't I just give up everything? Because you're going to give it up anyways. But now you don't get to see anybody. So that's the worst choice. That's my advice, and I'm going to stick to it. Ruthann, do you have anything else on this subject? Just a short saying. If you feel as though you don't have an issue, but for some reason you're drinking while you're in that tractor, there is an issue. So... They say no, driving buzz is just as bad as driving drunk. Yeah. So you have to think about the fact that if you're sitting in your tractor, bored or whatever you want to say, I'm bored, so I'm just going to have a have a beer. That That's still not good because you don't know what the circumstances are going to have. Someone can see you with that beer in your tractor and the company will fire you and then you have it on your DAC that, that you had alcohol in the, the cab. And you might feel safe because you got away with it a couple times. Most of these guys that get into an accident, Ruthann, DUI, they've j- they've driven DUI before. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just kind of get complacent and think they got they, I I know how to do this. I can handle it. I can mm-hmm. handle my booze. Right. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Speedy Gonzales. Remember the drunk, the drunk mouse? But no, seriously, it's true. It's true. You guys think you can and handle this, and that's when somebody pulls out in front of you or something stupid. Maybe it's not even your fault, but because you're the guy DUI and there's dead people around, you're the guy going to prison. Mm-hmm. So not it just maybe you think you can handle it, but... I'm telling you, even a sober guy gets into an accident every now and then. So my prayer and hope for every one of you guys that are hooked on something is to stop. Right now, if you're driving down the road, stop. Call your dispatcher and just tell them you quit. Abandon the truck. I would rather you abandon your truck with a load on it right now than continuing one more quarter mile drunk because you just don't know. You're going to cost that company a lot. You're going to cost your family a lot. And in the end, you're just some loser in a pen for the rest of your life. And that's just the truth because once you get to that point, okay, and I hate to call you a loser, but once you get to the point where you're in prison for a long time because of it, that pretty much makes you a loser because you lost everything. Ruthann, time to move on. 
Moving on. Moving on. Um, how about we uh, talk about our next sponsor? Okay. Today's podcast. I almost said podcast. I, th- I thought you actually did say it. Did I say prod? <laughs> prod, bro. Right. Today's podcast is brought to you by Carter Lumber. Now, Ruth Ann, Carter Lumber is looking for Class A and Class B drivers. They have 166 locations all across, well, actually from the Mississippi East. They want you to call them today. They want to put you in a truck, and they want to get you home every day, give you great benefits and great pay. They're uh, actually not doing it by phone right now. They would like you to go to www.carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. That's carterlumber.com forward slash T-A-L-K-C-D-L. Apply there. Let them know Talk CDL sent you. And thank you very much for, again, checking out our sponsors. Ruthann, you ready to move on? I am. Cool. All right. Can I, I want to say something real quick. Say it. Give you time to moisten your throat a little since you've been talking so much. I already drank that hot cocoa. Okay. Well, I just wanted to give a shout out to the fellow truckers out there. Studies show how carriers step up in crisis situations. So they said when a national disa- a natural disaster strikes and authorities declare an emergency, usually some of the first men and women to brave the environment are commercial freight haulers driving trucks. But faced with occupational hazards and an already demanding job, do carriers sometimes avoid the worst of it? A new survey conducted by Convoy's Freight Market Outlook, which routinely surveys the supply and demand forces shaping trucking and asked approximately 160 owner-ops and small to mid-sized fleets from across the U.S. how they respond to different weather events. That, you know, what's funny is when you were saying that, you know what I was thinking about? Hmm. The FEMA stuff, where because we, we're a part of a lot of hurricanes down here, mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell you how many times when... There's power out there. Matter of fact, the worst hurricane that we know in our time is Katrina. And they said there was just the smell of dead bodies. There was the smell of dead, you know, animals. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, when the water was receding, it was just a, you almost had to throw up half the time. They this is what a couple drivers told me. And they didn't stop going there. You know what I mean? They they were there helping, making sure people were getting water, making sure people were getting food, and they were bringing it, and they were going back, and they were working around the clock. So, yeah, absolutely, truck drivers. And then not to mention the COVID, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, when America was afraid, truckers were telling me, Troy, there's absolutely nobody on the highway except us. They were First off, they were loving that, obviously, because there wasn't a bunch of goofy four-wheelers <laughs> getting in their way. But, but the bottom line is, though, that showed you who really was out there in the front lines. I mean, because if everybody was doing their part, the highways would have still had a lot of people on it. But no, it didn't. It had nothing but truckers. 90% mm-hmm. of everybody on the road during COVID last year was truckers. The lockdown, it was all truckers. Mm-hmm. So hats off. Great, great article or whatever you just read. Well, I just want to say one more paragraph. Go ahead. It says... Um, Communities in need depend on the movement of goods. People are, um, conis- I can't pronounce that word right now, of the responsibility, particularly frontline responsibility that the drivers bear. Over the past year, it's become very apparent the degree to which we depend on people putting their own lives at risk within the trucking industry. So it just basically said how much they appreciate truck drivers and the companies that want to still move goods, even though we have hurricanes, winter storms, wildfires, wildfires, and all those types of circumstances going on, that drivers will still keep moving and getting things done. Thank you, drivers. 
Thank you, drivers. All right, on to our main subject, Ruthann. When truckers attack truckers. This little story is the opposite, Ruthann, of brother, uh, the Brotherhood of Trucking. This involves a subject not talked about often enough, but is a real as real as the stories we're about to read. Um, it says it involves the attacks on truckers. Unfortunately, it involves other truckers attacking truckers. And, you know, we, we kind of gave a little hint to that in the beginning of the show that, uh, you know, what we were going to be talking about and the Brotherhood of Trucking. And, and I, I do believe in the Brotherhood of Trucking, Ruthann, but this stuff here... Um, in fact, let me let me just read this to you. This is this is a uh, uh, a little story that I I dug up. Actually, I got a couple of them. It says in December of 2020, 55 year old truck driver Dennis Brown, a truck driver. And this was just a recent article because they're now um, settling or something in court. It says Dennis Brown, a truck driver of 37 years, was hauling medical supplies to Indiana. When he stopped to fuel up at the pilot truck stop in London, Ohio, Brown says it was raining and visibility was poor, so he ended up pulling into the exit of the truck stop, and you know instead of the entrance, and that's when everything—that's when the crap hit the fan. Seriously, you got something? Uh, no, I was just gonna make a joke out of the uh, crap. Yeah, the fan. I was. You can. No, I was you just got thinking. a crappy joke or what? <laughs> No, my jokes are cool. Oh, okay. No, I was just thinking of the hippo. The hippo. Oh, oh my gosh, that hippo over at Nature's Park. Yeah. I mean, if you guys have never seen a hippo poop, it is... Google it. It is actually, yeah, it's actually on Google too, but we've seen it in person and you have to get back because its tail spins like a fan and it gets up to a wall and it sprays and just stuff is flying. I've never seen anything like it in my life. But anyways, that has nothing to do with this article. Apparently it says the unidentified... The driver was never identified, the aggressor. It says the unidentified driver coming out of the truck stop, he got angry real fast and started making, I guess, gestures to Brown. You know, he's all pissed off, blowing his horn, like, hey, you're going the wrong way, asshole, blah, 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 flip me, whatever the case is, right? Maybe he was in a bad mood, who knows? It says, they both got out of the truck and had words. The words turned into much, much more where the unidentified trucker retrieved a sword from his truck. An actual sword. Who the hell carries a sword? That guy does. Hey. That's why I started out saying, you know what? Not every trucker is part of the brotherhood. You got to be careful. It says, he swung it. And according to Brown, it was at his throat. And yeah. Brown, yeah, Brown blocked it with his hand. And I seen the pictures, caused a big gash that required stitches. He was in the hospital. It says Brown uh, then wrestled the sword away from the alleged aggressor, at which time the offending driver jumped in his semi and took off. Since then, the unidentified driver has been charged with aggravated assault. So they caught up to him. But just imagine that in, in a blink of an eye. Boom. You're you it's raining out real bad. The guy goes to pull in. He pulls in the the um en- the exit instead of the entrance. Another trucker's trying to come out and he just flips out and next thing you know, you blink your eye and you're in a fight. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. It is dangerous. I actually um the other day on our way back from with Rebecca, mm-hmm. I pulled into the Flying J there outside of uh 75. Right. And um I went in, instead of going in this, the section with the cars, uh-huh. I went in the area for the tractors mm-hmm. because when you look down further, 
the next entrance is right next to the, you know, it's, it actually merges with the lane that goes onto the interstate. So I didn't, it didn't dawn on me to go into that entrance because I knew that was how you got onto the interstate and it was just one lane that goes into the flying J out of the flying J and onto the ramp. Right. So, you know, when I looked at it, I accidentally went into where the truck's going to like, and then I started cursing myself because it's like, I know better than this, but here, you know, didn't realize it when I was pulling in and I had to go all the way around the circle and come back out. And wow. Yeah. Cause there's no other way to get out of there. They should make a lane just for the truck cars that stupidly get into that section. I'm glad no trucker pulled a sword out on you. So am I, I would have had to pull out my 38. <laughs> That's right. You got a bigger sword <laughs> with six friends in the barrel. So, so check this out. Here's another article. And this was actually this week. Ironically, CDL life had an article since the truck driver, I'm sorry, truck driver arrested for fatally stabbing fellow driver at California distribution center. So, it says a truck driver has been arrested in connection with the Wednesday night stabbing of another truck driver in Chino, California. Police were called to a scene at Chino Distribution Center around 11 p.m. on Wednesday. On arrival, they discovered a 61-year-old truck driver from Rancho Cucamonga with multiple stab wounds to his torso. The man was pronounced dead at the scene. His identity has not yet been released. It says on Thursday, 47-year-old... Uh, Fontana-based truck driver Miguel Vivarus was arrested on suspicion of murder. Police say they found the knife believed to have been used in the stabbing in the possession of Vivarus. Vivarus is being held without bond. According to CBSLA, investigators discovered the, that both truck drivers had dropped off deliveries at the distribution center and became involved in an argument prior to the attack. The incident remains under investigation. Anybody with any information, please call 909-334-3172 to the Chino Police. That's 909-334-3172. Ruthann, what are your thoughts on this? That's why I said, like, you're away from home. Maybe you could be, like, two to 3,000 miles away from your home. And sometimes your pride can get in the way, and you don't want to back down. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually watched a video. It's, it's interesting. I just want to read this little thing here. I was... Watching this video this guy Daniel McCarthy has, right? And, you know, I really watched this video up close. And it, here's what it says. It says, another story takes us to a video in Winnipeg or, or below Winnipeg at a truck stop. It looks like Daniel McCarthy was moving slowly through the truck stop parking lot and was coming up on a driver uh, that was moving real slow. I kept zooming in, and he was actually still moving. See, what happened was Daniel, as he approached the truck, the guy turned left, and he was going to go into the fuel island, right? So Daniel, he's doing a video. Daniel's doing the video because he's got his dash cam going. Mm -hmm. And what he does is he blows the horn at the trucker, right? And the trucker winds the window down. Now, they're both truckers. One's in another truck. Mm -hmm. the, the trucker turning in the fuel island um, opens his door up and just flips Daniel a finger and, and, and tells him he's an idiot or something. So Daniel starts laughing, and Daniel even writes on his YouTube channel, write in the comments what you think I'm going to stay neutral, blah, 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 right? Well, so Daniel, knowing the guy's aggravated, blows his horn again and laughs at him. So now the trucker get, the other trucker gets out, comes back, and, and he was an older guy, but he was pissed off. And he's like, you know, you're a bitch, you're this, you're that. And the guy's like, why didn't you use your turn signal, right? And he's there, because I'm in an effing trucking truck stop, right? And blah, 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 blah. 
And next thing you know, the the old guy's like, "Come on, get out of here! You want? Well, come on, get out of your truck! Get out of your truck, bitch!" And he's yelling at Daniel, and Daniel's laughing at the guy. And finally, the guy just walks away. And he asked Daniel, asked in his YouTube channel, "What do you? Who do you think is wrong?" And so I looked at it over and over and over. The guy was already moving, so you can't claim. You know, if, if you didn't see that the guy was moving, yeah, he did kind of turn sharp when Daniel was trying to pass him. Okay, I think they were both in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Number one, number one, you know what? Somebody beeps at you. You don't have to flip the guy the finger. Okay, number one. Number two, if somebody flips you the finger, you don't beep again. You don't instigate it. That's He was instigating it more than. See, you actually can tell exact, that you're exactly right. That's mm-hmm. exactly the story. So he's instigating it on. He and, wanted the reaction. Right. And then and then the third thing you don't do, you don't get out of your truck and go confront somebody because let me tell you something. We just take it have a sword. Well, we well, we just read that story last week. What happened in West Virginia? That guy got out in traffic, came after the trucker. They opened the door. And what did the trucker do? Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Shot him dead right there. Mm-hmm. And now he's up for second degree murder. You just don't know in the second in the blink of an eye what is going to happen on, in your day, and you got to be ready for this crap, guys and gals. If something happens, flipping somebody the finger could cause them to shoot you. Yeah. All right. And you know what? If you're a truck driver in a truck stop, it doesn't hurt for you to use your turn signals to show somebody where you're going. Just because yeah. you're not, just because you're, you're not in a on parking lot. When you're in a parking lot, yeah. you still use your turn signals to get down the different aisles. Absolutely. You're better off, guys, signaling what you're. You're see. There's a lot of there's guys. I've been in truck stops a million times, and there's some guys out there that think their shit don't stink, and they and they're just gonna whip around and do their thing and to park park in the fuel lane and do this and do that. Guys, you got to start having common courtesy for each other. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you guys, you need to do this because you just don't know what you're causing. And listen, if you want to make the brotherhood of trucking stronger then be courteous to each other guys it doesn't hurt it courtesy is cool i really think it is humility is cool pride will get you in trouble it'll cost you money it'll cost you jail time it could cost you your life it could cost you many many things you're not willing to give up and look when i was younger she's smiling at me because she knows when i was younger i would get out and i'd be ready to fight i mean i was in the middle of a highway (laughs) <laughs> on the Deer Lake Hill, remember? Mm-hmm. So, but but it was just stupid stuff. I could have been shot. I could have been shot that Even night. Even last week, it could have been. Right. So there was a guy, one time there was a driver, there was a driver where uh, we were fighting for a, a two lanes going into one, and we I backed out at the last second because we could have collided, and so... You know, I don't remember what was said, but I said something on the CB. He said something back to me, blah, blah, blah. We went back and forth. Next thing you know, he stops in the middle of the road. I stop, and we're out in the middle of the road, literally at about 1 o'clock in the morning, literally facing off to each other on a, on a highway. And you know how dangerous and stupid that is on both of our parts? Mm-hmm. It just was. Mm-hmm. It really was. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line, the bottom line, guys, got to control that don't temperature. Don't act like Troy. But and well, look, that's that's Troy years ago. Okay, all I'm saying is this. All right, you're away from home. You blink your eye, and you're not coming home, Be- because you got enough to worry about out there, Ruthann. They got four wheelers. They got weather, DOT, fatigue, all that crap. They got to worry about. They shouldn't have to worry about their brother truckers. I agree. Shouldn't have to worry about your brother. I agree. Should have each other's back. I agree. Not wanting to stab each other's back. I agree. Good. That's that's well. That's all I got today, Ruthann, for the pod. Well, how about I say hey for JJ Keller? 
JK, JJ Keller is the trucker's secretary. Give them a call, 888-601-2017. Ask them any question you want. They're going to give you an answer. Yeah, and they're going to give you the right answer. Mm-hmm. And they are literally a great sponsor here for Talk CDL. They've been with us a couple of years now, I think, yep. JJ Keller. Yep, I like them a lot. Yeah, we do too. And they help. That's the good thing about JJ Keller. They're actually out there to help. Right. All right, Ruthann, moving on. Do you have Ruthann? Um, well, actually, we should announce this. Ruthann now has a bunch of people writing in saying, good jokes, Ruthann. Uh-huh. I like your jokes, Ruthann. One guy even wrote in and said something about tentacles or something. Your last <laughs> joke. <laughs> I'm like, my gosh. <laughs> but anyways, do you have a joke today? I got two. You got two? Yeah, I couldn't help it. I couldn't pick one or the other, so I got two this time. Oh, my God. All I right, let's hear, let's hear so what you got. What vegetable is nice to everyone? What vegetable is nice to everyone? Yeah. Tell us. A sweet potato. A sweet potato. (laughs) So wacko. I know. You're such a nerd. But here's the thing. You could tell these jokes to your kids and your grandkids. That's the cool thing. You be the cool dad, the cool pop, the cool whatever you want to call them. So here's another one. Let's hear it. How many ants are needed to fill an apartment? How many ants... Are needed to fill an apartment. You're what are laughing already. I'm horrible. <laughs> All right, let's hear the answer. Tenants. <laughs> tenants. 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 Uh, oh. The people that think these things out, you just make my day. You're lucky. There's people out there that actually love you, Ruth. All right. All On right. that note, here is your word of the day by Word Genius. All right, Word Genius. Let's hear it. Hexiety. Hexiety? Hexiety. Is that with the H-E-X or H-E-C? This one, I'm going to tell you, I would have never thought it spelt this way, but it's H-A-E-C-C-E-I-T-Y. Hexiety. Let's hear the definition. The property of being a unique and individual thing. Hexiety. Use it in a sentence for me. Each vase she sculpted has a particular... Hexiety. Oh, that's pretty cool. The teacher knew each child has hexiety and can't be constrained by categories. Nice. I'm hexiety. You you are very hexiety. You're very unique, Ruthann. And you know what? You're a smarter person this week because of Word Genius. I am. There you have it, folks. Download Word Genius. I keep telling everybody they're not a sponsor of the show. We kind of adopted them. I like. Yeah. And Ruthann, you are now a smarter person. I am. That is awesome. I'm trying to make you smart, too. You're never going to do that. It's hard. Ruthann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.